Which Bengals receiver should you be selling right now in Dynasty? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow. We are doing buy sells for each NFL team this offseason, breaking down how to build the ultimate dynasty roster, Marcus. It feels good to be back. I'm all refreshed. Haven't talked much football in the last week. And I'm I'm fiending for some fantasy. Yeah, I mean, we made a bunch of jokes about you being in Hawaii and us talking about the New York Jets uh, running backs. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, one of us was living our best life. The other was not. So I'll let you assume which one. Uh, Kate, we're going to talk <laughs> about the Cincinnati Bengals today. This is a really fun show to have you back because I know you have some, uh, some hot opinions about some of these Bengal players. <laughs> so let's just. Dive right in. Who is your dynasty buy for the Cincinnati Bengals? Of course it has to be T. Higgins. I like okay. there is no other dynasty buy besides T. Higgins. I, I maybe that's not entirely true, but it's a hundred percent T. Higgins. And for for me, this comes down to pure value at the position. Looking at what he did in comparison to Jamar Chase, obviously he didn't hit the same stat sheet. He did not hit that same stat line in his rookie season. That is for sure. But I think for what you get in terms of upside, it's really hard to find that right around the wide receiver 10 position and dynasty right now. And you get similar production to Jamar Chase. You get a pretty high end fantasy production, but you're not paying that premium that you're paying with Jamar Chase at wide receiver one. Yeah, there's a lot to like with T. Higgins. Um, Last year, we saw his receiving yards per game go up. We saw uh, the efficiency go up. He averaged 14.7 yards per catch. Uh, He actually averaged just under 10 yards per target, which is absolutely incredible. So we are seeing a guy that's 22 years old, excuse me, 23, turned 23 in January, Who's up also old super yeah, old man, super efficient. He was number eight in yards per target last year, number 10 in yards per route run, number three in catchable target rate. I mean, he's just a really efficient receiver. And if we see him stay healthy for 16, 17 games, and we see his targets go up even a little bit, let's say he gets, I don't know, one extra target a game, which is certainly not unreasonable. We're talking about somebody who could legitimately finish as a top five receiver. And this is somebody who I think his value is only ascending. So I, I have no problem with this at all. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest question for most people, is there enough room to go around for T Higgins for Jamar Chase? I absolutely think there is, especially uh, at the, at the um, end of an arm like Joe Burrow has. Uh, we'll talk about the running game in my cells segment. Hint, oh. hint. Uh, oh. but okay. But I, I think the upside that you get with T Higgins, he had a 43 uh, point performance in the 2021 season. Like ceiling is sky high. Uh, but 
like he did all of this. He had a, a fantastic end to the year following his bye week, uh, three performances of 23 or more fantasy points to close out the year. The ceiling or the, the floor felt a little bit low for my yeah. taste, but I think we got to remember when looking at, at 2021 for T Higgins, he was managing a shoulder injury like exactly. all season. Yeah. He's going to miss the offseason program uh, following a shoulder or following a shoulder surgery. So like this was obviously a a pretty nagging issue for him. And we still saw a pretty high ceiling and, um, you know, even in the first half of the season, a pretty decent floor. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on T Higgins, especially for the cost. And the other thing I don't typically like to take one or two games from the postseason and kind of extrapolate to that over the next season because it's just not all that repeatable. We've seen this happen many times, but I know a lot of dynasty players are doing that with Gabe Davis right now. But in the case of T. Higgins, I, I do think it's important. So against the Raiders, the wild card game, he had one catch for 10 yards, pretty clearly still dealing with that shoulder injury. Against Tennessee, seven for 96. Against Kansas City, six for 103. Against the Rams, four for 102 touchdowns. I mean, he was really involved in the offense in the playoffs. I would assume he's going to have a really big role again this season. As wide receiver 11, you're getting a 23-year-old in one of the best offenses in the NFL tied to a great quarterback. Plus, he's really efficient. How is he not a buy? It it seems almost too obvious. But a couple questions I have for you, Kate. Let's, Let's run through some receivers that are going around in the same range just to kind of see where you value him right now. But uh, on Dynasty League Football, T. Higgins, wide receiver 11. D.K. Metcalf, wide receiver 10. Who do you like better? I'll take T. Higgins. Okay, I I completely agree with you there. Just, I don't think the talent level is all that different, and you're talking about Joe Burrow versus Geno Smith or Drew Locke or maybe Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, Tyree Kill. At wide receiver nine or T Higgins. I still think I'm going with Tyree kill there. Um, I, I think the floor is just a little bit safer for me um, and it, less target competition, even though it's Jalen Waddle, I still think Tyree kill is just, I, I don't know. The more I'm talking, uh, maybe I'm, maybe no, I'm I, I, I myself. think it's okay. Uh, that one, that one's close. Next one is really interesting to me. Jalen Waddle, who you just mentioned, Waddle turns 24 in November, so it's a little bit older than T. Higgins. He's on an offense with another alpha receiver in Tyreek Hill. It's just the difference is one team has Joe Burrow, the other one has Tua. How are you valuing those two, those two receivers? I'll take T. Higgins yeah, uh, so over Jalen Waddle. I think that the talent is comparable enough. I think the Bengals have the better offense and the more stable stable position as an NFL team right now. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take T Higgins pretty handedly there. T Higgins had more yards and the same amount of touchdowns last year as Jalen Waddle, despite getting about 40 fewer targets. Jalen Waddle was actually one of the least efficient players in the NFL last year, averaged 9.8 yards per reception in terms of big plays created. Nobody was worse in the NFL than Jalen Waddle when it comes to opportunities it's in creating big plays. And I, I know that's a lot due to the offense and the quarterback, but that's what we're talking about here with, with Waddle. He's going to have to have insane 
target volume to be what T. Higgins is. And now that they have Tyreek Hill, they brought in Cedric Wilson. They're going to run the ball more. Who knows? Um, pretty, it's pretty clear, though. We're, we're very, very high on T. Higgins. I think anywhere between wide receiver 8 and wide receiver 12 is where he belongs. So if, yeah. go up there and buy him right now as uh, as we enter the summer. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break so we can get to our cells. And I have a feeling I know who Kate's cell is. But uh, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information. From live betting to playoffs, esports, and more, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Kate. Uh, my buy was Joe Mixon. Your sell is Joe Mixon. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do this. Go ahead. You, 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 <laughs> actually, no. I actually want to hear. Uh, I, I want to hear yours because yeah. I feel like I. My position on Joe Mixon, I, I feel like I've already made it pretty well okay. known. Um, so sure. I want to hear your position first. I want to see, can you sway me at all? I mean, to me, this one's simple. Joe Mixon, I think, is pretty good, right? Uh, since the start okay. of the 2018 season, he's averaging just under 100 total, uh, 100 all-purpose yards per game. Uh, he's the clear-cut goal line running back. He's got 37 touchdowns. Over those uh, four seasons, or excuse me, uh, yeah, four seasons, he gets a bunch of work in the passing game. They don't take him off the field. He's only 25 years old, and other than one injury that he had in 2020, he's been pretty durable. And I just think a running back that's on a team that's going to score a bunch of points, that doesn't come off the field, that catches a bunch of passes, and you can get him outside of the top 10 running backs, I, I just don't see how he's not a buy. So I I think that's uh, pretty interesting here. It's kind of like the total opposite uh, flip of the script for me here. Joe Mixon, obviously, he has had ample, ample opportunities uh, since drafted back in 2017. Literally ranks fourth among all running backs in terms of his touch volume mm -hmm. in that span. Played 66 games in that span. But like looking at all of the other names around him, all of these guys are players that I think we're considering selling a because of age, which Joe Mixon um, still not necessarily up there in age. But we know what touch volume does to the durability sure. of a running back, especially on his second contract. But Joe Mixon, in terms of his performance, his first PPR finish, despite all of those touches year after year. His first PPR finish as a RB10 or higher came in the 2021 season. First season with more than nine games as an RB2 or better that came this year. Yep. Like he is, he has dominated touch volume and I know he's on a better offense, but literally since he was drafted, he has had as many uh, rush attempts of 20 or more yards as the following players, Marcus. Rashad Penny, mm. as many as Rashad Penny, who has yep. not played yep. uh, as many as Todd Gurley, as many as Mark Ingram, 
He's uh, had the third most rush attempts behind only Zeke and Derrick Henry. And in that span, he's only had one more rushing touchdown than Mark Ingram. Only two more rushing touchdowns than Jordan Howard in that span. You want to talk about, like, you talked about the efficiency problem with Jalen Waddell. I mean, I, I think despite the fact that Joe Mixon has been a, um, like, a, a high-end talent, I don't think it's necessarily translated to fantasy for whatever reason. And I think if we had the same exact offense and we put this Joe Mixon in this offense year one, I think we would have seen a lot of uh, RB1 production, and I think he would have had an ample ceiling. But my question comes, how much does he have left in the tank for top-end fantasy production when he has had this volume of touches? I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to sell here just because he hasn't lost any value despite that touch volume. And he's really the only running back in that range of touches who hasn't lost value. Ezekiel right. Elliott, Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara. Like you can talk about reasons why these guys are losing value, but I think a lot of it comes down to miles on the tires. And Joe Mixon's really the only one who hasn't had his value catch up to that yet. One of the reasons why... I do like Joe Mixon as much as I do is because we have to project forward a little bit. And you, you're right. Other than the 2021 season, he hasn't been a great fantasy player. He's been a solid one most of the time, right? I think that the volume has allowed him to be at least an RB2. But we're projecting forward a little bit. And this is somebody who still has a ton of guaranteed money left on his contract. Like there's absolutely no way that the Bengals move on from him before the 2024 season. He is going to be in a really good offense. You would hope that the offensive line would be better with all of their upgrades. And Kate, they just don't really have anybody else that's going to steal touches from him, right? There's there's nobody, there's not a Tony Pollard or something like that on this team that you're worried about eventually cutting into his workload. Like this team wants to run the ball and they're going to do it with Joe Mixon. And if I can get a guy that's going to probably be I don't know. What do you want to say? Inside the top five this year, touches per game. I mean, that seems pretty likely. I mean, top uh, five has literally been where he's. Uh, yeah. I, this is me sparring, but this is uh, where he's probably ranked uh, almost every year. Like right, but right. It's just it's like isn't that concerning to you? Like the touch, like how much? And he's he's sort of been banged up with injuries. He hasn't necessarily been fully healthy that entire time. How is that not a concern? Like I get the lack of competition, but in dynasty fantasy football, we are looking to uh, sell players at their peak. And I just have a really hard time figuring out where Joe Mixon has any potential to gain value. Cause I think he is a hundred percent at his peak value right now. Is there any, Anybody like even close to his ADP that you can see him surpassing over the next, like, I don't know, five months, even Yo, if he starts the, the season hot. Yeah. I, mean, I don't see anybody. Yeah. I, I, so he's again currently on dynasty league football. He is running back 11. I think he should be closer to running back seven or eight. Like I would take him over cam makers. I would, I would take him, uh, over Derrick Henry. And I would consider 
Dalvin Cook. Like that's one that I I think Mixon. I I just have more faith there. But I yeah I I, I think there's a chance that we get to. September and this Bengals offense is rolling and they're putting up a ton of points and he's getting all these goal line touches and all of a sudden it's like okay there's only three or four running backs that you would rather have per game than Joe Mixon that's at least where I'm at I think it's I know fair, you don't agree that's I okay. just I think it's short-sighted um, okay and this is this is just me and like you mentioned Cam Akers. Cam Akers is another guy that I'm just a, a little bit lower on than consensus, especially coming off of the injury. But I think that there's an, enough upside like in a player like Derrick Henry, who we've also seen uh, have plenty of volume and, uh, you know, just, just as many touches essentially, uh, a few more, just a few more. But we've actually seen that translate to production regardless of offensive situation. So that's like that's what gives a guy like Derrick Henry the edge sure. over a guy like Joe Mixon, even though he's got a few more touches. But I mean, I I'd be really interested to hear what our listeners have to say. Yes, let us know. Who who's right and who's, who's wrong? Correct. I don't know. That's Maybe we'll have to throw up a poll. I don't know. Yes, that sounds that sounds good to me. Uh, so apparently if we're playing each other in a dynasty league, I'm going to come try to get Joe Mixon from you. Uh, just really quickly on Mixon before we move on, um, I'm just curious to see where you would kind of have him ranked. So again, RB11, dynasty league football, J.K. Dobbins, running back 12. Who would you rather have? Uh, I'll take J.K. Dobbins. Okay. Nick Chubb, RB13. Nick Chubb. Antonio Gibson, RB14. Joe Mixon. Alvin Kamara, RB16. I'll take Kamara. Ooh, so you're way. Uh, Aaron Jones, RB18. Aaron Jones. Kenneth Walker, RB17. I know I did that out of order. Kenneth Walker. Oh, so, okay. A couple more. But these Is are he... not, just to be clear, these are not one for one swaps for me. Don't come at me, Twitter. Um, these are not one for one swaps because I understand that Joe Mixon has more. More one for one value, obviously. Sure. sure. But this is just my dynasty preference. Okay. Uh, there you go. So you're just, you're about seven to eight spots lower on Joe Mixon than the consensus. And I'm about three or four spots higher on him. We'll see how it plays out. That's what makes this a, a fun segment. All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's take one more quick break before we get to our dynasty hold for the Cincinnati Bengals so we can tell you guys about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all the parts you need. Rock Auto has everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Kate, last segment, Dynasty Hold. Who are you holding on to and not moving right now? Tyler Boyd. Okay. I'm like he's one of these guys that I actually, when doing my research for this episode, came in with the mindset that I was thinking he could be a buy. And then the more I dig, the more I'm like, 
ah, I, the more I look into the numbers, I'm kind of in this holding pattern with him where I don't think his value necessarily reflects um, upside. And I don't think his value reflects uh, his relatively low floor. Uh, I was kind of surprised. So looking back at his performance over the last uh, four seasons, hasn't had a single season with fewer than 800 receiving yards, which like when did Tyler Boyd have 800 receiving yards in 2021? I have no idea because it didn't feel like it. Finish as the wide receiver 31, finished as the wide receiver 30 back in 2020. But his performance, like despite the fact that He's not putting up like, uh, you know, a thousand receiving yards for fantasy. His performance hasn't been all that different. Had five yeah. top 24 weeks in the 2021 season back in 2019 when he finished as the wide receiver 17 still had five top 24 weeks. Like though the, the uh, overall point volume total is decreased his week to week uh, rate at which he's winning you fantasy weeks hasn't really changed much. So for that, I'm holding, he's still only 27. I think there's plenty of upside here. I'm not sure how often I feel comfortable slotting him into my lineup right now, but I think the upside is there. If let's say the, the Bengals decide to move on eventually from Tyler Boyd, uh, maybe trade him or, or, you know, I, I, I think sure. there's upside there. Sure. Uh, I like it. Uh, my dynasty hold is Jamar Chase. Um, and I, there's this tendency from dynasty players to try to trade players at their peak value. And that's Jamar Chase right now. He's currently wide receiver one in dynasty and good reason. He had an absolutely phenomenal year last year. But I'm not moving him because he's such a special player. And then I, even if I get a fantastic trade offer, I just don't see the value in doing that. I'm holding it onto him because I think he's such a special player. Obviously, during the regular season, he had 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns. But what was even more encouraging is the playoffs. In four games, he had 400 yards and two touchdowns. Like, this is somebody now that we've seen him play 21 games in the NFL is about as consistent as it comes. And that was that's with him not playing at all during the 2020 season. Uh, that's with him being a rookie in 2021. Typically, these receivers, like historically, guys that have this kind of production early on in their careers end up kind of repeating it over and over again because they're like super superstars like Randy Moss or Jerry Rice. I mean, we, we've seen this happen over and over again. I'm just not even considering moving him. I, I think he's just, to me, as good as Justin Jefferson is, as good as A.J. Brown and Cooper Cup are, I just think he's the clear-cut wide receiver one, and I'm, I have no incentive to move him at all. And I think it's just going to be hard to truly be able to get the full value of what Jamar Chase means for Dynasty back in a trade. This is a good reminder that, um, you know, we always do. We, we compare Dynasty fantasy football to the stock market. You do want to sell high, all that stuff. But, I mean, for, a, like the difference between dynasty fantasy football and the stock market is that when you are in a holding pattern, you're still able to get returns in, in terms of yep. wins for your dynasty team. And that's what Jamar Chase gives you. I think this is the perfect example of why you don't always have to sell high um, 
sometimes you're allowed to enjoy the talent yeah. that is on your team. Exactly. Just ride it out. Enjoy having Jamar Chase. Enjoy having that locked in wide receiver one every single week. Plus, Kate, if you look at some recent trades, we'll go through them right now. Uh, this is from the tra- Trade Finder. You're going to see almost every single one of these trades that you like the Jamar Chase side better. Let's run through them. Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf in a 2022 first-round pick for Chase. Take Chase. I would take Chase as well. Uh, Jamar Chase or Drake London in 101 this year? Jamar Chase. And I love Drake uh, London. Yeah. I, Jamar Chase or Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey? Jamar Chase. As much as I like both of those guys, we're at the point where one of those players is 30, the other one's 32, 33. This is probably probably the last year. Uh, all right. Jamar Chase or Traylon Burks and Drake London. Like that's an that's an easy one. Jamar easy. Chase Jamar Chase or Devontae Adams in 105. Jamar Chase. Like it there's just it's so hard to get back value. Here's another one. Jamar Chase for Elijah Mitchell, Tyree Kill, and a 2023 first round pick. It's a good no. it's a good offer. Just taking Chase. Yeah, no. Uh Chase all the way around for me over and over again. Uh, give me Jamar Chase. And let's also say there's a lot of added benefits to having somebody like Chase in your roster other than just the fantasy points that you're scoring is your roster construction, right? Because you have somebody that is going to be locked into your lineup, maybe you don't need to be as deep at receiver every single week. Maybe you could invest more resources into running back or quarterback or tight end. There's Unless you are getting an absolutely ridiculous offer like Justin Jefferson and Jonathan Taylor. I mean, that's just, that's absolutely absurd, but something like that. Don't move on from Jamar Chase. Just enjoy it because the next five or six years are going to be, I've got a feeling they're going to be pretty historic. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you there. Uh, Enjoy, enjoy the, the beauty that is Jamar Chase. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for making locked on dynasty football. Your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest uh, stories and latest news around the league because the offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. We uh, we cover you every single day with NFL news. Follow Locked On NFL every single day at, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on all those same podcast apps. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, we've got shows going up there every week. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FFBobLast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys right back here on Friday. Matt and Ryan uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. I believe they are talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Kate, we've got the Baltimore Ravens. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, I know it's always great to talk about your AFC North rivals. So <laughs> make sure you guys tune in for that. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.